This episode of the Drake Podcast Show was made proudly possible by our station sponsor, Worth Protecting. Visit worthprotecting.com.au to find all the latest articles on health, nutrition, relationships, and more. Our future is worth protecting. Enjoy the show. people who uh, run this country, who go to church on Sundays, but then do completely the opposite, you shall know them by their fruits. ScoMo is not a Christian. Hear, hear. And there isn't a day I don't regret voting that man into office, dear. How God graced such a tyrant will definitely be up there with the questions I eventually ask him face to face come eternity. Now, over to something a little bit different. What's a dangerous prayer you've prayed recently, one that won't incriminate you or the brand? I don't think I've prayed a dangerous prayer, but I've certainly wished certain leaders harm. And I changed the wish to a prayer and I say, dear Lord, please, like, just let them stop. Just let them stop what they're doing. Let them realise what they're doing is wrong. Although I think they already know what they're doing is wrong. But, you know, let them abort mission, essentially. My main prayer is that one day there'll be a news, some sort of a conference, and then they'll say, listen, guys, we stuffed up. Let's just go back to what it was. And then that's that. And then no one will ever speak of it again. That's just my hope. But, um, yeah, those that's the closest I've had to a dangerous prayer. In three, two... One. Well, this conservative powerhouse is not only a socio-political commentator, she's a woman pursuing God's heart in an age of selfish agendas. And what you might not have known about my guest today is that Dia Beltran is a personal friend and she's just arrived in the studio with me today live. Now, Dia, you've graced me with the whole morning to produce a very special unplugged studio session on faith in times nearing the end. And some might ask, what on earth possessed you to give me access all areas on such a hot topic like this one. Hey Drake, I'm actually really thrilled to be here and to be the first person in your studio. Are we breaking any rules? I don't know. I don't believe we are at the end of the day. We serve God and we give God what is God's and not Caesar's what is God's. As a friend Evelyn Ray once quoted, if the Antichrist has a religion, what do you think it would be called? I actually have Possibly two answers for this. One would be, I looked it up the other day. It was a movie I watched years ago. Like I was like 15, 16. I don't even really remember the specifics of the film. It was sort of like Left Behind, the Left Behind series only. It wasn't that. It was its own independent film and it was on the Christian channel. And the Antichrist was called Nikolai. And they concluded that they were God. And that is, I think, very well stated. I think that when the Antichrist unless he's already been here, there are are those who theorise that, but if and when the Antichrist does appear, I think it'll one day be asserted sometime in the future, maybe when we're all dead, God will be aborted from society completely and the people will be under the impression that God is a collective of the people who can make things happen. We will eliminate poverty. We will eliminate famine. We will eliminate all these horrible things in society and that is because we have done it. It's the religion of self. And I think that that is the religion of the Antichrist. 
Well, to go with those wild ideas, dear, I think this religion of the Antichrist is already here in Australia and it's in full swing. It's called scientism or, as I alluded to earlier, COVIDism. Yep, I just went there. Are you offended? There's nothing offensive there. I don't think COVIDism is a religion. It's become an ideology. It's become a form of classism in and of itself because people are excluding other people from Christmas celebrations and people are are buying this whole, well, I'm superior to you because now I've been vaccinated. It's definitely that. But this is not new. Previously, it was because you have black skin. Previously, it's because you're a Jew. Previously, it's because you're a Mexican. Now it's just a vaccination status. So I, I, I would not say that that's a religion, but I would certainly say it's encouraged by the devil and it's got the Antichrist Jezebel spirit attached to it for Oh, yeah. Good old Queen Jezebel. She's in full operation, isn't she? Do you think Jesus will come back and judge these dictators, war criminals, politicians, health bureaucrats, and the unrepentant straight away? Or, and let's just talk hypotheticals for a moment, are we the chosen people of God, therefore called to make wrongs into right again by advocating and fighting very good fights? In doing so, we could prepare the way for Jesus to return in the somewhat distant future. There are many who are under the impression that there's going to be a Nuremberg Trials 2.0 where Dictator Dan and Palaszczuk and Gladys and McGowan, all of these politicians, and not just them, I would also say the American politicians and every country that has been stupid enough to attempt to implement this regime will absolutely get what's coming to them. However, I do think that as Christians, we can't sit idly by and allow everything to happen and just pray. I came from a church that did believe that, the Brethren Church. I agree that prayer is powerful. Of course it is. But um, I'm there on the front lines. I go to the protests. I've been doing this stuff for years. I used to go to pro-life rallies and all that stuff. Christians need to do far more than what they've done. And sitting on the sidelines is not helpful at all. And um, no, I think we do need to call it out. And When Jesus does return to us, my soul and my heart is rearing to go. You heard it exclusively in-house here with me in the Drake Podcast Studio today. Now, Dia, do you think collectively we will be able to save Australia from this communistic black hole by using the court systems, current class actions, and our constitution, capital C, and not this current phony one being used and repealed, to revoke these extraordinary health powers and restore the rights and liberties with it for the people again? Probably not, because um, wasn't Gladys supposed to be under investigation through ICAC, ICAC, and all of a sudden, in one night, Parliament made a decision to completely reduce the powers of this particular organisation. Um, so if that's going to keep happening, how can we rely on the system itself to help us? Uh, I have hope that, of course, it's always good to have hope that these things will um, will result in our favour and I think prayer and hope for that is a good thing and I think, uh, you know, rallying together and, and signing those petitions, if it makes you feel like you're doing something, then do it. I'm happy to do it. But I feel funny about, for example, um, I filled out a form. Um, it's a sort of a cease, it's, it's, it's the AIR form, the cease immunization form. I filled that out and I've been calling once every two weeks to see processed and lodged. I still don't see it processed. The fact that I have to call them and say, is it lodged yet? Um, she, the lady on the phone said it would take 28 days to lodge. 
And I'm like, we're relying on a system that knows what that form is. They're taking a long time just to lodge it. And in fact, me bringing it up now reminds me that I need to call them again. Whatever be the satanic powers behind the Australian Immunisation Register, and I'm going to call it out for the way I see it, dear, it's a phony office set up for tax purposes and to just wave off the COVID passport normal that we're already starting to see the pushback from. And thank goodness for the common Australian out there, the mums and the dads, really pushing back. I mean, stand the bloody ground right now. That's the best way to rid and erase the new world order, I believe, for Australia. I I can't speak on behalf of the rest of the world. America is in her own distress right now. and We've got to be praying, but we've also got to be on the front line, like you said. Now, this takes me to another thing that Gladys Berejiklian or Gulag Gladys, as so many of our conservative patriots are, I guess, noting her and calling her by, including yourself, Dia, Maria Z and Ozzy Kozak. What is going on with the ICAC investigation? That It just feels like all roads are leading back to her control of pagan Rome. And we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because now Gladys is speaking on behalf of the legal system, which she should not even be partially speaking on behalf of, like Joel Jamal spoke about today in his podcast. What the hell is going on with the legal framework of ICAC and are we losing the fight on keeping politicians in this country accountable? Yes, we are losing that fight because with the, with the amount of mass control that they have, how are we supposed to battle in any way if they're going to remove personal responsibility and accountability for their their crimes to New South Wales or their crimes to the public? Like they answer to us, we're the constituents, they answer to us, but they're not answering to us. So how on earth are we supposed to battle anything with but the good thing is that come election time people will smell all of this and and probably not vote her back in. The thing is though it won't matter because it'll be a board election anyway. But uh I definitely think it's a good thing. The more suspect stuff that she does, the more suspect stuff that all of them do, it will result in something, whether that is um, sad and unnecessary bloodshed, whether that is um, political rioting on the streets. The rubber band is going to flick back the other way and she will be very regretful for all of the evils uh, that she has committed towards um, us. And many people still don't see it. Many people think that she's actually doing a good job and that's fine. They can think that, they can believe that and I get why they think that. They're like, oh, you know, no, she did very good. She waited really a long time before we were locked down. She really did. Like the reason we don't have much of a pandemic here in New South Wales is because, you know, she really didn't want to lock us down and she's only done it really, if you think about it, just last minute. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yes, I, I see where you're coming from, but no, <laughs> just just no. The only way she will ever be accountable is if like the same thing happens to her that happened to Dan and I don't think anyone's going to push her down the stairs. Wow. Well, it's time to move over to our next studio exclusive segment today here in Drake headquarters, Sydney. In the book of Revelation, it talks about earthquakes, plagues, and other gruesome deadly things. And these events definitely didn't include being asymptomatic and needing to be tested or updated on the TV at 11 o'clock daily to know you were even sick. If more Christians read their Bible like we do, do you believe this government and other demonic powers would fail their assignment for chaos and the church would still be meeting? If more authentic professing Christians were doing more, 
then we wouldn't probably wouldn't we probably would have um battled what we what we're battling now within the first six months of 2020 easily. I don't see it specifically as a biblical issue, but anything that involves um an antichrist type agenda technically is um anti anything anti-God like you closing the closing down of churches and all that kind of stuff, you know, stopping worship. And it's not just Christians. Uh, I will include Muslims. I will include the Hindus. I will include, I will include all of them because they all will consider worship and fellowship as important. But certainly in terms of the question you asked, yes. Uh, if, if we, if we had a stronger faith and because Christians are cucked today, Christians are weak today. And I'm happy to say that. And I don't care that anyone gets offended by that comment. Yeah, if more people had stood up, if more people were aware of the word, we wouldn't be where we are, for sure. Hmm, another thought to ponder today. Thanks for that, Dia. Now, have you had an experience in this season of being treated differently or refused service for smiling at someone, not wearing a mask, or telling them that Jesus loves them? I've actually been discriminated by alleged Christians for my faith. These are people who claimed to be my friends. Um, these are people in political circles. And, you know, the Bible says um, that we're already going to be hated because they hated him first. And these are people who fake their Christianity and fake their stunts that they do. This is a dysfunctional right. They fake these stunts and they dress up as Christ. They blaspheme his image. They blaspheme his name. They blaspheme in the way they operate. And yet they name call me. But in terms of being excluded for not wearing a mask, I have had um, when I was in Glebe and there's a lovely cafe there called Yes, I'm naming them. And the guy behind the register, he's like, hi, hi. He goes, can you put on your mask? And I was like, and I, and I held up a piece of paper and then I'm like, okay, so can I please order the bacon roll? And he goes, can, can you please put on your mask? And I said, no. I said, I just held up the piece of paper. That means this is this is my exemption, see? And he goes, oh, he goes, okay. Anyway, started ordering. And then another man comes out from behind and he's looking at me. And I was like, okay, this is the owner of the cafe. And I said, look, I'll stand outside, okay? I said, I can tell I've made you uncomfortable. I'll stand outside. I'll leave you alone. And then the owner of the cafe had my food and stuff. And then he came towards the front and he gave me the food. And he was looking at me and I could tell he wanted to say something, but he didn't. So I said, I, I said to him, look, I just want to clarify I have an exemption. And then he said, um, what's the exemption for? And I told him what the reason was and he didn't like it. And then I said, do you know, sir, that um, only a uniformed officer is allowed to see my exemption, a biosecurity officer? And then he goes, well, in this establishment, I am a uniformed officer. I said, no, buddy, I'm sorry. But that is not how the constitution works. And then I just left. Well, I'm definitely not beating around the bush in that area, Dia. I am very much a out-of-the-closet evangelist here in Australia in a time where smiling or sneezing is apparently a health crime. The last time I recall being discriminated for my faith and virtues was when I tried to buy a bunch of flowers for the babies that were aborted in 2019. This florist in Martin Place was so hell-bent on making an example of not selling flowers to a pro-lifer, she even called the police on me, which I counterclaimed and took to the very politicians that green-lighted this monstrosity to happen. This is why we need religious protections in this country, dear. And what the heck happened to ScoMo's promise of religious freedoms minister? 
Twitter. Has everyone forgotten he never kept one, not even one of his promises to the religious communities? Well, ScoMo is a false prophet. He's not a real Christian. I think it's in the book of Matthew where it talks about this. And actually, I'll see if I can quote it now. Matthew seven sixteen. And also I involve ScoMo in this same quote. You shall know them by their fruits. Their appearance and their claims are no proof of their true character. It may seem difficult to recognize this, yet there is a sure way of doing so by their life. The emphasis of the sentence is on by their fruits. Now, I want to go back to Revelation 13 because we kind of left it there prematurely before. In Revelation 13, 1, it says, I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they also worshipped the beast. Who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 40 years to mums. <laughs> and he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is those who dwell in heaven. It goes on to say, and the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world worshipped this beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Anyone with ears to hear today should listen and understand. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Hmm. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by that sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. That verse again for you to read at home is Revelation 13, 3 to 10, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. Now it goes on to say, he did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belong to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. He required everybody, small and great, rich, poor, free, and slave to be given the mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here, brothers and sisters. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666, and that was taken out of Revelation 13, 13 to 18. It's so hard to get an exact from each believer that I spoke to about this because one interpretation will differ to the other, Dia, respectfully. And I don't know if you agree with my sentiment around the gene therapy being the mark of the beast, but let's play devil's advocate for a moment and pretend I'm someone that is open-minded and ignorant about, you know, a little bit of louder with Crowder. The vaccine is the mark of the beast. Change my mind. And with that, I put it over to Dia. I love your little lie there. You obviously know that um, I don't think that <laughs> the vaccine is the mark of the beast because it will be taken knowingly. 
Is it part of the precursor to the beast system? I have always said that. I've always agreed and believed that that is absolutely the case. But there's no way on earth that I think it is the mark of the beast. One, because it's very, I take certain parts of it quite literally the left hand and the temple. And also, the beast will make you take it. So, who is the beast making us take it? Is it Gladys? Is it Dan? Is it. ScoMo? Is it Biden? Is it Kamala Harris? Is it a Rothschild? Is it a Rockefeller? Is it Bill Gates? Like, who is the actual beast? And also, when you listen to particular Christian leaders, R.C. Sproul is one that I quite like. I'm sure you've heard the name. And um, he has said that the number is 616 and that um, biblically it was mistranslated and that it was mistranslated intentionally so that it would equate to the same thing for the Greeks. And so there's little things like that worth considering as well. The the mark will be taken knowingly and the persecution that the current Christian is experiencing is not really a hellhole of a lot. Like if I'm to compare being not being allowed to go to church but still I can go to what the supermarket with all I have to do is wear a mask and check in, Christians aren't really being persecuted on the level that someone in the Middle East is. Like in the Middle East or in North Korea, you are shot, you are killed, you are tortured for your faith in Christ. So we're certainly not there yet. And I don't mean this against anyone, but it's very arrogant to think we are recipients of such horrible discrimination when things are actually a lot worse in other countries and have been a lot worse just 40 years after the ascension of Christ into heaven. Christians were killed. Nero, who many believe to have been the Antichrist, kicked his wife whilst pregnant to death because it was fun. So I I certainly don't think we are in, in the times yet because it will be taken knowingly. And right now it's being taken, coerced, and it doesn't align in every way with me. But that's okay. We can agree to disagree on that. Clearly that sicko Nero really got his kicks from following the god of Molech, child sacrifices. Ring a bell, Gladys? I don't know. The ingredient in the mRNA gene therapy is literally called luciferase, which along with the cringe name, the effect this has is quite perplexing. Namely, the artificial light source that shines into the DNA, also known as a cytokine storm, which as I have researched endlessly is narrowed down to this. And this is only Dom's perspective. So hear me, I ain't saying this is fact, okay? Erasing... Christ, with a biological agent, a weapon in fact, and blaspheming his holy name by swearing allegiance to the antithesis to heaven, science. Let me break it down even more for you. Satan's army is being injected into the body in the form of peptides, nanotech, graphene oxide, and microchips, and that isn't even proof enough. This might be proof. Operation COVID Shield, led by the grand giant Lieutenant Fruin, his face alone should ring alarm bells that the Nephilim are well in power over here in Australia. <laughs> what would it take for someone in the church today to see how close the characteristics of the beast are to this current medical segregation? Dear, you can't buy coffee, shop at Coles or Woolworths, go to church, get a haircut, sit down in a park for a picnic or sell in your own store if you don't have a yellow star. <laughs> Sorry, a medical passport. And you absolutely can't criticize or broadcast anything against the statue being worshipped and brought to life. COVID. The first beast that was fatally wounded. Can you see it now? Or am I stark mad? Uh, so the secondary portion to that is that it's not Christians 
it's actually anyone who doesn't want to be vaxxed. A lot of people I know are not religious and they think like us. So it's really not anti-Christian. It's I think that could be the hidden agenda, but it's really anyone who thinks against or outside or that opposes the government narrative. I wouldn't be so quick as to say it's strictly Christian persecution because, again, it isn't. The inability to buy and sell is not true yet. Uh, It could be. And again, even if that is the case, it has happened several times throughout history already. And uh, the Nephilim being um, who are leading, I don't know for a fact whether the individual who you claim is a Nephilim, but I'm not quick to blame one race of people who people are very quickly very, very much like to blame. I'm, I would much rather say that the globalists who are in power probably come from the line of Cain and probably come from something that could be Nephilim oriented and that those are the people who are in power. And yeah, I'm not quick to say, oh, well, you know, it's the, it's, it's just, it's only the Rothschilds because that, that's a stupid thing to say when you know that Barack Obama is not of that heritage. So there's too many factors that don't make it clear enough or that make it too unclear, however you want to put that. Oh, I wonder how long this will stay on YouTube before it bounces back and I get another mm, warning of medical misinformation. I'm willing to do it. doesn't bother me. It's all automated anyway, thanks to Transistor.fm. And a big shout out to our primary station sponsor today, Worth Protecting. Visit worthprotecting.com.au to get into your daily dose of health, alternative medicines and politics. Now, back to the show. Is COVID the living statue being given power over the world right now, enforcing us to worship her? Is COVID the name we've all been suspecting was representing the number of the man 666? I don't think COVID is being worshipped. I worship Christ. It is because of Christ that I breathe. It is because of Christ that I I woke up today. It is because of him my sins are forgiven and that I have um, an eternal home in heaven. I don't think anyone worships COVID. Everyone fears it. And what they're actually fearing is not COVID, but um, government delusion. So no, I, I don't. I don't take that point on. I don't internalize that point the same way you probably do. And in terms of about the beast falling or something, um, the beast isn't going to win. We all know how this ends up anyway. It's going to burn in the um, lake of fire anyway. We just have to be strong, confront it, and battle through it. But. Uh, it doesn't offend me, but it uh, I do get a little frustrated when people go, oh, we're definitely here at this point. We're here and there. It's like, well, no, we're, no one knows. Like, I like the post-millennialist theory because it makes me feel better, but I don't know that that's true. So, you know, one thing we can all agree on, Jesus is coming back. So prepare yourselves. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Search and explore your salvation with fear and trembling. That's my take from what you just said then. And while all the distractions of the world and the chaos and anarchy, lawlessness with it is going down, we need to get down and dirty back in the mud floor of heaven and repent, church. This is the time to repent, not to second guess your faith, not to second guess that Jesus will conquer the beast, that Jesus will conquer this fear and control system of COVID, New World Order. And uh, I wanted to say something on my end. I believe that any Christian that believes and allows the fear of COVID to control their daily doings is going to have a lot of explaining to do when they get to heaven, if they even make it there. 
And I'm not saying that to judge, but to carefully warn anybody still under the spell of believing God permitted Christians to partake in witchcraft, idolatry, and pharmacy. There is no way you can deny that pharmakia is when man messes with the creation of God, combining different chemicals together to create neuro reactions to please their own vestments, which has catastrophic effects on the many. Do you believe Christians were not permitted to partake in spells and that they have thrown their bodies onto these Nazi-like experiments like the great whore this world Babylon is? Okay, so um, I definitely think if you are a Christian and you are permitting yourself to be vaccinated, you're not necessarily a fake Christian. And you need to make that clear because I have family members who are as authentic and as Christian as it gets. And I do believe that they will end up in heaven. Some people are saying that if you are vaccinated, you won't end up in heaven. Do you think that? I don't agree with that because, um, again, we are not under the rule of someone right now who is forcing it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like we already received word today or yesterday that by December 1st, the unvaccinated will be able to be permitted to walk around society. Now, I think the goalpost will move and that she's a liar. The point is that um, I have heard this for quite some time that the unvaccinated, there'll be like a wait, like a two month wait or something. Um, Now, unless that's a lie, um, that doesn't to me come under the cruelties of of a Nero-like regime. It just doesn't. It doesn't match. I believe people like my mother and um, other family members will end up in heaven. I don't think it's fair to state that a liquid can change that because it is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Only Jesus knows the answer to that. But in terms of the Christians who are behaving in a classist manner, who are behaving like um, they are, you know, we have our freedoms back because, you know, we've done the right thing. We've obeyed the Lord, you know, the book of Romans and all that kind of stuff. Those are the Christians who I think, you know, I still think they can go to heaven, but I think they are seriously confused, misled and and highly deceived. And if they're professing some sort of superiority to those who have not done it, that's just not right. And pharmakia bothers me greatly and a lot of the planet Earth has become pincushion experiments for this depopulation or whatever the agenda is. I mean, I can only speculate a certain portion of it. Whatever the overall agenda is, I just can't get my head around how people are still so blind and it just bothers me greatly. But uh, I hope that answers the majority of your questions. It certainly does, dear. And to end our amazing studio session today on living in the faith in the nearing end times, there is hope. We've got to tell our audience today out there who are really struggling with this idea of is there light at the end of the tunnel? Are we ever going to get an end result? And will the 90% or 80% or 70% bar that Lord Gladys keeps raising for the leper's freedom Is that even going to be a thing? Or like many of the liars and lies that have been cheated and sold to us in mainstream media on a daily basis, is this no better? And I'd like to say there's even hope for the people that fell for this old trickster, the devil, and his tricks with it if they truly repent of this mistake, of this allegiance and trust in COVID. And in fact, they trust God again. I believe he will spare some of them, not all, but some that want to be free from this medical slavery. This world of 2D, this made-up reality 
that is not actually life and life to the full. I pray that something that me and Dia have touched on today in the studio really resonates and challenges and convicts your heart of hearts and that this would be truly powerful soul food for some of you. And uh, if you feel compelled to share this amazing soundbite of information today, please go ahead and do that. Now, Dia, that studio session today was exhilarating to say the least. Thank you so much for coming on that whirlwind of discourse, hypotheticals and eschatology today. And for all those wanting to find the one, the only Dia Beltran on YouTube for her next discussion with the extinguished, ready for it, guest Senator Malcolm Roberts from Pauline Hanson's One Nation, where should I send my audience that will soon become your audience? My YouTube channel is the same name that I go by, D-R-D-I-A Beltran, B-E-L-T-R-A-N, Beltran. You said it very well. I'm impressed by your pronunciation skills there. Yeah, so that interview won't be till not this current week, but the following. That's the 6th, I think, of October. I had a great time today delving into all these topics. It's really, really good to not talk about myself and talk about faith in Christ and actually this is the first interview of this kind that I've had and very rarely do I get to talk about the Bible in in that in-depth manner and um, I hope someone got something out of it and I always end my videos with with this phrase and so I'm going to say it even though um, I don't mean it for anyone in particular it's just something that I think is, is nice to hear pray for your enemies Pray for your mother flipping enemies because at the end of the day, we can't go to bed with anger or resentment or unforgiveness towards a brother, a neighbor, or even our enemies. And man, if that's not pouring coals on your head right now, when we're supposed to be praying and pouring coals on theirs, mate, we are just as bad as this very system we're fighting against. You stay safe, Australia. Pun not intended. We'll end it there. Good night.